This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Welcome to Transparent Conversations with Latoya. Here on D30 Radio, the trainiest and hottest station. I'm so sorry about tonight that we're running late. Is because we're having some technical difficulties. So, therefore, we're going to just um, talk, do the the um, conversation tonight by live Facebook. Our topic for today is blended families and maintaining a successful marriage. And as we, as you all know, it can be challenging in a blended family and trying to also maintain a successful marriage. My guest tonight um, will share with you how they managed to successfully raise um, six children together in a blended family and how they were able to maintain a successful marriage. I'm gonna start off by introducing Mr. Eontay Davison. Eontay Davison and I have been friends over 25 years. And when I thought about this subject, I was like, hey, I need to, him and Demetrius will be the perfect ones for me to invite on to this podcast to talk about this subject, because I know they have some great advice for you. Um, and also his beautiful wife, Miss Amitris Davison, Minister Amitris Davison. <laughs> I remember when these two, when Eontay actually proposed to Amitris, Oh my God, let me tell you, Iante is a true romantic. He pulled out the stuff, and I mean, Amitra just cried, cried, cried. I cried with her from live. I'm like, oh my goodness, and Iante is always so sweet. He treats his wife like a queen. So I was like, this will be the perfect couple for me to have on here tonight. Thank you and welcome. Thank you all for coming. And I'm sorry about the technical difficulties and you all, you know, we... Running a little late, running behind. Yes, well, Eontay, tell everybody a little bit about you and where you're from. Well, military family, so I'm from a little bit everywhere. Uh, but I claim Columbus, Georgia as home. They fed me the most. Of course, uh, raised in Lindsay Creek area. The dub, as most people would call it around mm-hmm. here. Um, come from a large family, 12 siblings all together. Um, honestly, uh, a lot of people don't know, but our family is actually somewhat a blended family as well. So I definitely know how it is from being raised within one, then also moving into one as well as, as far as being a husband, a father, and everything else that comes along with it. Okay, okay, awesome. Amitris, tell us a little bit about you, where you're, you're from. Um, I'm born and raised from Columbus, Georgia. Um, just, I have a smaller family. He has 12, <laughs> but it was me, my sister, and my brother. And so um, that is an interesting mix in itself, like when we were trying to blend. Okay. But um, other than that, I'm from Columbus, Georgia, went to school here, work in the community. Okay, okay. And then um, blended family to me, I was raised in a blended family and I also had a blended family myself. Um, blended family to me is when a couple comes together, they marry, you know, they get married. And the children are included in that union as well. They just bring those children together and they form a blended family. Um, Blended families now outnumber traditional families. Most of the families now are blended. So that's why I felt like this is a subject that we need to talk about. Now, how long have you all been married? 
We've been married. We just celebrated our fifth anniversary, um, August eighth. Oh, mm-hmm. congratulations! Yeah, I remember that wedding day too. It's beautiful. Yes, <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, how many kids did each one of you bring into the union, into your marriage? Let my wife speak first on that. Thank you. Um, I had two. Um, at the time, um, I had a daughter that was in high school, mm-hmm. and I think my son was in elementary. No, he elementary going to middle school, mm-hmm. and so then we had um, a year after we got married, we had Iyana together. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And I myself had three growing boys. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so I had one who was actually um, he had just graduated high school. Um, then I have one who was starting high school. <laughs> then I have one who was in elementary school still. Okay. And so, yeah, it was, it was different. Okay. Now, Iante, did you think about the family dynamics when you proposed? About how you were going to bring everybody together? Honestly, at the moment, <laughs> no. I was in the fa- uh, fairy tale stage of everything. <laughs> because she'll tell you, even the kids will tell you, um, we used to have Bible study at New Destiny. Mm-hmm. And the kids already wrote out a whole big old plan on how everything was going to go. Oh. Yeah, they wrote everything before we even thought about being married. Oh, wow. And so with me, it was like, okay, everybody knew each other. Everyone was good with each other. You know, everyone was fine. And so in hindsight, looking at things like, okay, I didn't think about after everything moves forward as far as the other parents were involved too. Mm-hmm. That was the part that really made things a little more different. Right, right. And one of the good things for us was that even prior to us getting married, um, my then pastor, um, Pastor Quinn, and his wife, Lady D, um, we went through some counseling. And one of the first things, one of the first topics that they brought to us was blended families. Right. And basically, their words were, um, your family is who is under your roof. Mm-hmm. And so we're both like, huh, you know, my mama, my son, my brother, you know, mm-hmm. what, what? But that's your priority. Right. You know, your spouse is your priority and mm-hmm. then your children. And so that was, I was like, okay. And right. and later talking, you know, Lady D was just like, um, and she's one of the ones from before we got married, right. you know, that would mentor us mm-hmm. and mentor me rather. And she would just always say, you know, it's it's going to be blessing and submitting, you know, and you have to trust that you if this is the man that God sent to you, you have to trust him right. and being able to submit to right. the God that's in him. Right. So from them early on telling us, hey, your family now is your household. Right. Yeah. And so, right. yeah, that was some great advice. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I didn't do in the beginning. We didn't go to um, marriage counseling because we was trying to big her, just trying to rush it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do that. But that was one of the things that we needed, that marital counseling. That was some great advice that your your pastor gave you because that is true mm-hmm. that your house, who's in your house, that's your main priority and that's who you take care of. Um, now, did you find it hard to put your marriage first when, you know, in the blended family with the, with, the, with the kids? I would say yes and no into that question. Mm-hmm. reason I would say that because looking at both of us separately, mm-hmm. we were, or shall I, I'll speak for myself in this, 
I was a totally single single parent for three or three boys for seven years by myself. Right. When I say single parent, I know people are like, well, they got a mother. Yeah, they had a mother, but I did everything 100% by myself. Right. With no help whatsoever. Right. And so leaving from that dynamic to somebody who's willing and pushing hard to help, mm-hmm. it was different for me. Right. And so um, thinking on the marriage portion, you know, like I said, I was in a naive state of everything's just going to come together. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows each other. Everybody loves each other. It's going to come together. So it would be times where the kids may have one agenda and we have a different one, and I'm not seeing it being played against it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, at different times, it was a struggle to keep the marriage above everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even after we got married, um, my pastor and his wife now, um, Pastor Bertham Powell and Prophetess Powell, um, just give us really good practical advice. Like yes, it doesn't, you know, um, the blended families is fine, but right. at the end of the day, the issue is over here. But you all be on the same team mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. the issue. Right. So don't let the issue, and the issue may mean one of those children right. having <laughs> something they want to do or something they feel like is different or whatever. But again, she said. You know the issue. We be on the same team as as against the issue. Right. So that has been um, just something for us to really grasp. And I know, like he was saying with the fairy tale thing, it was the same thing for me because a lot of times you live out what you see. Right. So my mom and my father before he passed were amazing at being friends, right. and so. I just thought that that was the way it was going to go. Right. And a lot of times, it it just don't end up like that. Right. No. Right. <laughs> so, right. at the time when we got married, my kid's father and I and his wife were in a good place where right. we co-parent. But we had to get there. I right. had to go and apologize to her for some things, right. you know, just in immaturity. So, by the time we got married, you know, over here... We were co-parents, and you know, if one if one parent went to the school, they picked up all the children. You know, just stuff like that. Right. So, to come into a because I feel like a blended family is not one dimensional. Right. It's not just you and the kids. Mm-hmm. It's you got to think about the sisters, the brothers, mm-hmm. the um, the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, the the baby mama, the baby daddy, right. and so. Um, it's just been one of those things that, you know, we literally, like, pray together right. about, you know, like, my kid's father and his wife and his kid's mom and stuff like that. And just hoping that, you know, everything will come full circle. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And allowing, you know, just allowing the kids to hear us talk positively about their um mom or dad like we don't talk negative about them and he had to kind of set the foundation though and that you know he set them down at the table and say hey the only people that runs this house is myself and Demetrius right you know not your mama or not your daddy and it Mm -hmm. had to be very clear and from there you know we've had some hiccups but um it's it's still is constantly a learning Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said it because that's one of the things I had to tell all the kids is that everyone's coming into a first. Right. No one has done this before, so we all are learning together. 
So don't think that, okay, since we're the adults, that we automatically know what to do. We're learning together. It's a process. We're all going to do it together. But no one is going to outweigh the other. But at the end of the day, like she said, who rules the house? The king and the queen. Right. Nobody else outside of the home has anything that's going to shake, move, or rattle anything inside them doors mm-hmm. but us. Right. And I love the fact that you said that you and your queen going to run the house. You didn't say I was going to run the house. Mm-hmm. I can't queen. do it alone. Mm-hmm. Right. So you and her come together. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, they, and that is, I love that. I right. love that. Because that's the way it should be. And like he mentioned before, you know, we both were independent, independent and parenting on our own. Mm-hmm. So just little things that I never really had to ask any about anybody mm-hmm. about. I had to go back to, you know, like Lady D said, you're going to get the blessings and the submissions. Right. So I had to go back to understanding that just because I ask him is something okay. Right. Does it mean that I'm not empowered as a woman? It right. just means that we're in this together. And so if I'm submitting my will to the man that God has called me to be, then I got to be okay with throwing this quote unquote independency out the door and just making sure that I run it by him. So, but it's a learning process, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Trust me. I know it is a learning process, Mm -hmm. you know, and and being submissive. I mean, Hey, if your husband is leading you the Mm -hmm. right way and you all are praying together, I mean, Hey, why wouldn't you want to listen to him? Right. Absolutely. And I just know from my own experiences, now my husband and I we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind being submissive. That's what I should have did in the beginning. But hey, you learn from your mistakes. And thank you all for being so transparent and, and sharing all that, you know, information with us. Um, we have a couple more questions for you. Um, did you find it um I'm sorry, share your personal experience of um your um blended family as far as like what challenges did you have? Um, to start out on that one. Okay. <laughs> um, again, I only had to go by what I saw, what I what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So even with my kids' father, mm-hmm. sometimes, um, you know, that was hard at first. Mm-hmm. But um, the biggest challenge was just that you know, with with the boys and their mother and stuff like that what I saw was hey everybody chipping in everybody coming in Mm -hmm. to be able to do what's best for the kids so it was just a huge challenge for me Mm -hmm. to be able to um, just maneuver through that because at the end of the day we're married so how do I you know how do I manage this and just you know um a lot of counseling from my pastor's wife, you know, who is, you know, they're very versed on blended families. So mm-hmm. just letting them know that, um, just keeping at the forefront that we are first and we have to be on one accord. Right. And so, right. yeah, that right. was that was the biggest thing going in like it's a fairy tale this is what i saw so right. this is what we're gonna live but right. yeah right. and i understand that like you say being a fairy tale i was raised in a blended family and my dad he he never said step child never step anything we my sister and i we were his daughters mm-hmm. and so when i got married i thought everything was supposed to be just like how my daddy did it but things <laughs> don't work the same way mm-hmm. so 
But I mean, blended families, like you said, can be really it can be really tough. Yeah, and it I had be. my my kids' father, my biological kids' father, because mm-hmm. my other kids are my bonus kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I had a brother from the church say. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know you knew such and such. And I said, yeah, that's my kid's um, bonus mom. Mm-hmm. And he said, wow, I would have never known the way she talked about your son. I would have thought that she birthed him. Uh-huh. And that's just, that's you know, how that's how, how it's, it's supposed to be. Supposed to be. That's right. how God is pleased with that. Right, right. And then that is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because when you become one, those children are part of the package. Exactly. So just like when I married my husband, I mean, his daughter became my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's how I looked at it because that's how, you know, like I said, that's how I was raised. Right. So and an, another difficulty was, too, was that Ionte was a very hardworking man. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times he spent a lot of time at work mm-hmm. when it was just him. Mm-hmm. So now it's me at the house, and I'm like, okay, we come do this, do this. And they're not used to that because he's not, you know, for the most part, he's working a lot. So to have me coming in saying, do this, do that, and they're just used to their dad saying what they need to do. So mm-hmm. we had to get through that. Um, and another thing that I think was a very positive turning point was initially um, Ionte would kind of talk to them about a situation that happened, like, on the side. And so we just communicated about that and say that, you know, we're going to be together mm-hmm. when we talk to them about it. Right. Versus, yeah, and he just, he gets a lot of wisdom and guidance from our spiritual father, Brandon right. Powell. Right, yeah. right. Okay. I would say for myself, um, like I said, there's 12 of us all together mm-hmm. from my dad. And for anyone who knows my family, they don't know the difference. They don't know that my older three siblings actually have a different father. Oh, wow. Um, there was never anything stepwise, no half, any of that. Right. And they never called my father stepfather. Right. And neither did he call them stepchildren. Right. Um, he pretty much adopted them from the onset. Mm-hmm. And so there's always been dad, period. So moving forward to Amitra's and I uniting, I feel the same way about the two bonus kids. Mm-hmm. I don't say my stepkids. I don't even really say bonus. I just say my daughter this, my daughter that, my son this, my son that. I'll call them mm-hmm. by name. Mm-hmm. Don't ever know that we're you know separate like that. Right. But um, I would say some of the biggest challenges, like she was saying, I used to work anywhere from 12 to 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the boys were at home often when they were out of school by themselves. Yeah. So when we got together and married and now we're all in the same home, there is someone there who has discipline has boundaries. So now everything they used to do when I wasn't at home, they can't do anymore. Right. And so they're feeling like, okay, now my space is being invaded. Right. So that's how they're thinking. But on the backside of it is, is giving the whole home structure, right. the structure they've been needing. And of course, in hindsight, they come back and say, oh, you know what? I'm glad she did this to us now. You know, that's for the ones who are gone in college and everything now. Right. But even for myself, my biggest hiccup was truly understand the dynamics of protecting her and her feelings when it comes down to my three that I brought in and their mother on their side. Knowing that whatever comes through that door has a spiritual effect as well as emotional effect inside of our home. And it can change the dynamics. And so it took me a little while to really hone in on that after being, like I said, single for so long. Just taking care of them by myself to where I had to to release those reins. 
how to be able to be as one with her mm-hmm. and let her input really soak into me as well right. and just coming from my own point of view. Right, right. And that's so important that oh, it's yes. both of your inputs, not just, you know, one, you know, but it's, it's awesome. Now, um, we're going to be wrapping this up soon. What advice would you have for anyone out there that's um, thinking about getting married and they have a blended, then they're going to have a blended family or someone that's already in a blended family? I'm going to let Demetrius start on that one. Um, communicate. Yes. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And when I say communicate, I don't mean, you know, the just the shallow, I like you, you like me type stuff. But I'm, but I'm, I'm serious when I say um, discuss things like money. Mm-hmm. Discuss things like even down to food. Like he'll eat leftovers. Mm-hmm. He'll eat leftovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a minute, I'm tired. I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, I got maybe one time and I don't want it. But that could be something that can put, you know, just tension on your marriage. Right. So discuss everything. Do you feel like the kids need to eat all their food before they get from the table? Do you, I mean, just discuss those things because if you don't, when it comes up, it can potentially be an issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the average person may say, food, really? Yes, food. So discuss those things. And I'll say, you know, if you're thinking about getting marriage, definitely get you some um, wise counsel, some spiritual counsel. Yes, wise. We went to premarital counseling um, with our pastors, um, my then pastors, but we also um, went to the Pastoria Institute. Mm-hmm. So we did premarital counseling. And I can't say it enough. Um, just read the Bible with your mate. Read the Bible with your mate. Ephesians is a really good family chapter mm-hmm. to read. Um, yeah. I would have to piggyback on her as well on the communication portion. Mm-hmm. But without communication, you have nothing. Um, just putting everything on the table is one of the biggest things that um, even for ourselves, we didn't do at the very beginning. When I say put everything out, it has to be everything about the kids, about yourselves, about the kids' parents on the other side mm-hmm. and everything that's going on. All the dynamics really need to be known ahead of time so everybody can make an actual educated decision on is this the best thing for all of us? Right. Or is it just we saying this is how it goes and everybody else has to follow suit? Because it's not going to work out that way. Right. It can't work out that way. Right. And then in hindsight, of course, you definitely have to have open communication with the kids because the kids have different feelings that they do not let out with everyone. Right. They may speak, even uh, even her own children, you know, same thing on my side as well, they feel more comfortable coming to me about certain things than they will with her mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. So we have to make sure we have that open line of communication mm-hmm. on both sides mm-hmm. so that we can both partner in this, be able to get the things that's needed out of, out of both sets mm-hmm. to better the whole family, not just side by side. Right, right. And one of the things that I think we were so caught up in because God allowed us to refrain from sex before we got married. Right. So we didn't have um, a lot of intimate conversations right. that could have led to those conversations. But I think that it was just all in God's will. Right. But just, we were we were just focused on, you know, we love each other. We know that God has a plan for us. Let's 
you know, let's do this, but just the in-depth conversation. Yes. Right, right. Now, I do want to make sure everybody understands also that it was not peaches and cream at all. Right. <laughs> you know, we had some points where it was like some hollering going on. Right. Some yelling going on, some shutting down going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just part of the plan for God to get us both to understand that this thing is bigger than us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't just make the decision for everyone. Right. And I would have to speak for myself. Um, I started out just being a little too passive and too used to the way things were mm-hmm. when it was just myself. And the things that I used to let fly just because it was me, I couldn't do it because I have her now. Right. And so with that, I would spe- definitely speak to the men on that is think outside of the box. Think first. I would have to say, even like the quote you put out is, um, think, is it going to disrupt our home? Mm-hmm. Is it safe for our home? Mm-hmm. Is everybody going to be happy at the end of the day? Is our home going to be intact even when the kids are gone, long gone? Are we still going to have that same rift between us or not? Right. Those things you have to think about. Because at the end of the day, the kids are going to grow old. Mm-hmm. They're going to get up and get out your house. But you two are still going to be there with them same things that you might have said that was wrong. Right. And you have to deal with it at the end of the day and the right. rest of your life. Right. And that's when, you know, with me reading and getting closer to God, I, you know, I had to understand that, you know, that husband comes first before that child. You know, so I know a lot of times you think, you know, well, I'm going to be neglecting my child, you know, but no, it's not like that. You got to put your husband first, first and foremost, before anything. And I like the way that you always include her in everything that you do, because that's what it's about. It's about you two coming together and making the decisions together. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that is very important that you all keep that, you know, the communication and, and make sure that you include your, your future wife or your wife in all the decisions that you make. Um, and that really would make things run smoothly. <laughs> it really would. Well, um, it definitely makes it smoother. <laughs> Even if it don't get smooth, it makes it easier on both of y'all to have conversations at night. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is very important that you don't, like they said, don't let the kids come in between you because the kids will play you against each other. Mm-hmm. They really yes, will do that. They will. <laughs> um, so you got to stay on one accord with your husband. Even if you feel a certain kind of way, just don't say anything in front of them. You all go to the bedroom and talk about it. Don't say it in front of them because the kids are going to use that against you and they're going to cause problems. Right. <laughs> it will. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you all been married five years. And I know you said that sometimes it was some things that happened, like the hollering sometimes. But guess what? All of that stuff purged you all into the, a wonderful couple. And you Definitely. learn from all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it takes that sometimes. You got to go through those rough patches um, in order to get to, to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with um, being married, you also, like I said, you still find time to do things and go on date night and stuff like that with the kids? Well, right now kids? it's a little rough, but... <laughs> Not date night, but you know, being <laughs> creative, something together at home, like you might go in the bedroom and say, hey, let's just have some time for each other mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, with all the kids being around. Yeah, I'm um, just being transparent and honest. A lot of times we did get into a rut. Mm-hmm. We're doing absolutely the same routine every week, every day. It's like the Dunkin' Donuts old commercial, mm-hmm. time to make the donuts. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time we get home, I really want to do something. Like, you know what? I'm tired. And they're like, you know, I'm tired too. So we just go to sleep. And then after a while, it's like, you know what? This ain't working for both of us. So we need some time together for real, for real. Right. You know, so um, at different times, we're like, hey, let's just do something. Just to right. break the monotony of just going with the motions and not really doing anything and not really seeing each other, not really having those intimate conversations like we should have. And so, yeah, even with the kids being around, it gets a little difficult at times. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to make time for that. Yeah. Trust me, I didn't see it at the beginning of things mm-hmm. because, like I said, we was in bliss at that time, you know, heads in the clouds. And then in hindsight, looking back, wow, the last two years we've just been humdrum. Mm-hmm. You know, so now we're making up for lost time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes my husband and I, we're just going on the back porch, you know, just to get away and just sit on the back porch and talk. You know, now since COVID-19, mm-hmm. that's all we can do, really. <laughs> right. Um, so we just go on the back porch. Like for my birthday, we couldn't really, really go anywhere. So he prepared mm-hmm. a nice meal for me on the back porch. Okay. And we just had some good alone time. So just some time alone mm-hmm. like that is, is always great to just have some time together. Um, do we have any questions, Kirsten? Anybody have any questions or anything? Okay. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Do you all have anything else you might want to add to as far as any advice? Um, just kind of a, a plug <laughs> um, because we were allowed to um, God allowed us to restrain, re, refrain from sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. We'll be coming out with a book soon. Awesome. Dating God's Way. Yes. And just telling about the journey of um, not having all those emotions that mm-hmm. are tied to sexual relations before marriage. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Awesome, awesome. Now, tell them about your business as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a um, balloon decorating and um, balloon decorating, as well as um, bouncy houses. We rent chairs, tables, um, the big yard games, the big adult games. Um, we rent those as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, is there nothing else from you? Um, I mean, pretty much said it all. Just like I said, biggest thing is uh, just communicating through everything. And I would definitely say for those who are not married yet. For us, the biggest thing that bonded and helped us, not having sex. I know a lot of people think they're ready for it, but it brings a lot of mental things into play that you're mm-hmm. really not ready for. And it brings other things that is not godly into your life that makes you feel differently about the person. I hear so many times, especially from young men, oh, you know, I got to see what she like in bed before I can mm. lies. <laughs> They've been, been feeding them lies all their life. Right. Because if it's the right person and it really speaks to your soul, trust me, everything afterwards, y'all can work on together. You have a lifetime to explore many things. Right. You don't have to get it right then because once you do, then your eyes open up to other different terrors. I'm going to call them terrors because a lot of people at night go home and still feel lonely and they got somebody. Right. I don't have that now. Thank the Lord. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I thank you all for, for joining me tonight. Sorry about having you all wait so long. Oh, and, you're and good. The it's all part of It's all right. <laughs> and I really appreciate, do we have some people on here? Well, thank you all for joining <laughs> us um, tonight. And sorry that we were late again. I'm, I keep apologizing because I'm really in. I do apologize. Um, but the reason why I, I started Transparent Conversations because I wanted this to be a platform to where we have married couples come on and share some of the things that they have gone through. Um, just And just let it be a platform to where we can help one another. Because, you know, mm-hmm. marriage can be a little challenging sometimes. And we have to fight for our marriage. When yes. it gets rough, we have to fight for it. Trust yes. me. We have to fight. So, therefore, that's why we want it to be a community of where couples come together and share their testimonies and be able to help one another. I mean... The only way you can share, you got to share the rough stuff. You got to share the grit and the grind of the testimony in order for it to actually, for you to see that, you know, that God gets the glory for everything. 
Um, that's why my book, I shared so much of what happened in my marriage because we we had to show the grit and grime. At first, I wanted to kind of sugarcoat some things. My husband said, no, that ain't not going to, you need to just tell the truth and go ahead and put it out there. So God can get the glory because God has to be in your marriage. Trust me. He mm -hmm. has to, he's the only one that can help your marriage. God, you praying together, reading that Bible together and just submitting to him. You have to in order for it to work. Um, I would advise anyone that is getting married, like they said, go to premarital counseling um, before you get married. That is very important, even though I did not do that myself, but I learned from my mistake. That should have been something that we should have done. But please, I advise you to do that. And just make sure whoever you're marrying is a God-fearing person and they, and they fear God. Because let me tell you, when you go through those rough patches, and that person has to be willing to change, but they have to have the heart of God and their fear God in mm -hmm. order for them to go out and not do anything right. that they shouldn't do. Exactly. Um, because they have to fear God. Because sometimes, you know, you can, you can get in marriages and sometimes if the person is not willing to change, it's not going to work. But if the person is willing to change, it's nothing that you all can't work out. That's right. Um, so I just want to leave this with you. Next week, we're going to talk about we have this issue right now with African-Americans just not really supporting each other. And just, they put each other down. So next week, we're going to talk about why can't black people unite? Because that's the real issue that we have right now. And we need to start coming together and unifying and just being that for one and stop tearing each other down. I don't care how you feel about somebody. You don't know what they got going on. Talk to them. See what's going on with them instead of you tearing them down. Because trust me, we all have issues. We all got things that we need to work on. So instead of tearing them down, just help them the best way you can. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Next week, I don't think I'm going to have any guests. I'm just going to pretty much talk about my opinion and on some different things. And we kind of chit-chat back and forth. Any questions and just kind of try to see. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. 